This is a Think Live Be production. Once you do the math, like once you finish the business plan, you kind of sit back and you're like, really? That's it? That's all I have to do? It's like, uh, all I have to do is make 10 contacts a day? Surprise, surprise. But then it's the doing part that I think, I think Pat mentioned it last week. That's the challenging part. Well, It's it not is. drawing it all out and putting it in the charts and on your notepad and in your spreadsheets. It's doing it. Well, it is like, um, it's the whole, it's simple, not easy. Like it really, if you work down to, as a, as a salesperson, there's, you know, we talk about the one thing a lot, the book and the whole idea of the one thing is that there's one priority that you should be focusing on. And if you just did that one thing, everything else in your plan would fall into place if you just did this one thing. And in sales, we always say really vaguely, like the one thing is lead generation. But it actually goes back to, it's not just lead generation, it's the simple thing of making a specific number of contacts a day. And trust me, it's not easy, especially once you have other things going on. Like it's challenging to get people to pick up the phone, to respond, um, to to have enough time to make the contacts without distraction or to fit them in later throughout the day once you get off on showings or appointments and stuff. It's not easy, but it really does come back to the super simple. If you make this many contacts, you should hit your goals. And that goes back to what we were talking about last week with the, it's the economic model. So in the MREA book, the Millionaire Real Estate Agent book, they talk, they, they have an economic model and you put in conversion rates. And if you don't have conversion rates for yourself, use the industry ones just as a base point. Um, and you put in the numbers of like, I want to net this much money or I want to have this many sales and that will net this much money based on average commission. And then it pumps out how many appointments and all of that. But you have to take it one step further because it could say, I need to set five appointments a month. How are you going to set five appointments a month? What what actually has to happen? So if your one thing was, well, I just need to set an appointment this week. How? Right. Well, that's what the, that's and that's where people get tied up. Right. It is one step further. It's like you should know. And if you don't know. Then you look at the industry standards, which is how many people do I need to talk to to set an appointment? Yeah, which right? I'll tell you. Whether it's an open house, there's open house statistics on that. There's just calling your sphere. There's calling old leads. There's calling expireds. There's calling FISBOs. There's numbers on all of this stuff. You just have to pick whatever it is that you pick and then call that many people. It's not hard. It's, 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 this, it's not hard. It's just overcoming it in your own head that's the hard part but the actual process itself it's all math this is all math just you just, and i know that you've did business planning with your team this past week and 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 people have their goals of what they want to hit and you sit sit with them and then work all of these numbers backwards and it's like Oh, you mean I need to just talk to five people a day it was in so- order to hit my numbers? <clears throat> and it's like, me. yeah, that's it. You, th- that's all you have to do is talk to five people a day. <laughs> that's it. And it's like you're talking about, well, you know, you get trapped in these other parts of the of the day of 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 other things and stuff. And it's like what you're talk what that is, that is you deciding what kind of furniture you want for your mansion before you bought the mansion. It's like if you until you until you buy it, why are you picking out drapes? So like you know what I mean like that is the most important thing is making those contacts every single day nothing else matters except for that nothing else matters all of the other stuff (laughs) well all of the other stuff it doesn't none of it comes into play if you don't do the first thing none of the other stuff even matters this is this is what Pat he yells at me every day when I come home he's like how many contacts did you make well I don't yell at you I'm just kidding every year like what am I gonna do today and it's like well Make your contacts. <laughs> but, right? that's, but but that's that is, my point. That's my point of this conversation is yeah. that it really is as simple as that. However, let me just tell you that in the MREA economic model, there is no conversion rate in there for how many contacts you need. Mm-hmm. The, the That part is not in that model. Okay. So I'm going to give some 
numbers so that you have some basic things to work off of. So in general, you should set an appointment for every 20 people you talk to. That's a 5% conversion rate. That's sort of the industry standard. Now, or or I should say um, either get a referral or set an appointment because sometimes you're talking to sphere people and in those conversations, it's you're, you're looking for the referral, not always them right. doing business with you, but one in 20. So that's 5%. If you're brand new and you want to hit your goals, you probably should downgrade that because you're, you might take longer. You might need 40 people to set an appointment or get a referral because you're still figuring things out. So in that case, maybe use two and a half percent conversion. So so then it's just math. It's division. It's not addition or subtraction or multiplication. It's division. So if you say, well, I want to wait, is it division? Listen, guys, I just want to let you know that uh, there's a hurricane headed our way, way. So my mind's a little bit flustered this morning thinking about all the little things that we need to do because we might be closed for three days. Um, so if I want to set one appointment this week. And I'm brand new, so I'm going to use a little bit lesser percentage than what the industry standard is. I would say one divided by 0.025. That's 40 people, like I said. So I need to have 40 conversations this week where I'm asking for real estate referrals Mm -hmm. or asking for an appointment. Okay, now let's break that down. 40. 40 people. Right. Okay, so how many days a week do you work as an agent? Five days, like where 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 you're doing lead gen, five days a week, yes. right? Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And how many? 40. So what's 40 divided by five? Right. Well, why do you think? Um, eight. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. So eight contacts a day. And about yeah, three hours you, per it, day. Look, look if, you're, if you're a real estate agent, if you're any in sales of any kind and you can't contact eight people a day because too many things get in the way, you've got some serious issues of of time management and and or you're lying to yourself. Well, hold because, on. Okay. Because you're getting all ranty. I'm not getting ranty. This is I just I don't understand. I don't understand. So here's here's when the thing. People say they don't have time or whatever. It's like I don't I don't understand. We're talking about this is 8 people a day. 8. Not 30. Not like bold where they're like, hey, you have to contact 50 people a day oh, tw- or 100. No, it's a, it's 20. 20 people a day right. is bold. Okay, so 20 people or a day. Or you can do a bold 100, which is 100 people. Right. But then not or, everybody does that. Or you could do <laughs> I'm just eight. Correct you. And that's for, and that's, okay, go on. Well, I'm just saying, so this is why like our team standard is 10 contacts a day. Because the math makes sense. It's easier to add up at the end of the day, right? Make then 50 it's, contacts then it's 50. a week that where you're asking for business, or you're asking for referrals, and you should be able to set one appointment. Right. And and so if you set, do you know what the numbers are of set appointments and taken? Yes, but taken? hold on. Before we get in the okay. weeds on, on more numbers, I just want to break that down. So what happens though is because I know because I've been there before and some days I still forget what my job is and I forget what I'm supposed to do is you wake up and you say well how am I going to talk to 10 people today like who am I going to talk to because you have to take it one step further you don't talk to every single person you reach out to they don't all answer the phone they do not and I will say I think and I don't have numbers to prove this but I feel like and I am not making excuses for anybody, so don't don't misunderstand this. But I feel like you do get less people picking up the phone these days than it used to be. Um, however, what happens is people generally will text back. You can; it's not as good of a contact. So in in our organization, we count that as a halfer. Halfer. <laughs> you could always text back. Hey, do you got a second? Can I call you? Of course, of course. <laughs> like, and and ninety percent of the people go sure. Of course, I'm just saying, if if you're finding that you're um, having more text or social media conversations, just count those as halfers. That you don't want to sell yourself short. So if you say, like you set out today to do ten contacts because that will get you fifty in a week, 
and you talk to 10 people, but it's all on social media. Yeah, if you count those as full contacts, sure, you'll have the numbers at the end of the week, but you probably won't have the results Mm. because it's just not as much of an impactful conversation if you can't have this back and forth and ask a question Mm. with tonality and all of that. But we're not looking for perfect. We're looking for... Well, I'm just saying, if, if you're using those platforms as your contacts, then just double the contacts you need. Mm-hmm. right? It's easier to get people to text and respond in social media. So just do more of those if you're going, if like, if you're finding that that's how people are responding. Right. And, and, but this is the math, right? Which is, so what you don't do is call eight people, you talk to one and then move on with your day because then you might as well not even be doing anything. So right? you, want- you have to hit the eight every single day or 10 if you're on think the B team right you have you have to hit the 10 every single day if you're like well today I called and I only talked to one person and the day before that I called and I talked to three people then you're wasting your time like don't even bother it's like it's like you have to hit those numbers to set the appointment and because there's a certain number of appointments you need to set in order to take them uh, on as clients and for them to get all the way through closing I'll say to um so yeah not to get a little confusing on things, but take it one step further. Um, How many dials do you need to make? Because if you sit down and you say, I've got, I've got two hours to do my lead gen and I have to talk to 10 people. You, you should be able to do that. Two to three hours is like, has always been sort of, this is your time block for lead generation. And you should be able to have those 10 conversations. But if you're not, then you need to block out more time. Like you just, you have to keep track of your results and say, okay, well today I blocked out three hours and I only got eight. How could I get two more? Probably an extra 30 minutes and I would have talked to two more people. So tomorrow my calendar is going to look like this. But the dialing part is. Maybe you get lucky and you talk to 10 people in two hours because more people answered the phone the next day. Then what do you do? I don't change my my time. No, no I mean, do you continue to dial? Oh, and instead, oh, oh. And, and instead talk to 15 or you go, oh, I hit my 10. I'm done. Well, so. What kind of an agent are you? 15. So the. What? 15. Then. then That's right. So, so, well, that brings up some thoughts in my mind that we will talk about later. But I wanted to finish about the dialing. So how many people do you think you need to dial in order to talk to one person? Are you asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it wasn't rhetorical. I'm five? Just, you think you need to dial five to talk to one? That seems right. I mean... Seems fair. That seems uh, that seems right. It's, also, I think it probably differentiates slightly by who you're calling. Are you calling old internet leads or are you calling your sphere? 100% it does. And I'm just saying like, because maybe we'll get into that too, but let's just say mm-hmm. for argument's sake, what's a good number? For sphere? No, no, no. Just on average. Oh, we take all of those things, dump them all in a big pile. Yeah. And what's, uh, I would say 10. For every 10 dials you talk to one. If we're throwing old open house leads and stuff all in with the sphere and stuff, I would say 10, but I don't know. So like a 10% contact ratio, dial to contact. Yeah, is is that correct? So 400 for the week. So the average across the industry from my resources is 12%. Okay, so, so we're you were pretty, pretty close. close, but um, so like mine is something stupid, and I wouldn't base my results on it because I do call a lot more people that already know my phone number. Right. Um, I think one of our buyers agents right now is maybe like thirty five, forty five percent. So it's like a lot higher, mm-hmm. but it's consistently been higher. Therefore, it's okay to adjust. You're looking for patterns. Like if we find in our area that it's thirty percent. That's which great. which means That's, if I want to contact means that for every 10, ten dials you're getting three you're talking to three people so how so I need to just dial thirty three point three 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 right <laughs> to talk to ten right that's pretty good yeah that's good that's that's very good and then by knowing those numbers you can sort of plan out like your list of like who I'm gonna be calling through mm-hmm. and and doing that but and if you're doing it consistently, you're, you're leaving messages, you're all of this stuff. Those people, if it's consistent and you're doing it every single day, 
you're going to start to build up even more contacts than you were expecting because people are going to start calling you back. Somebody you called on Monday is going to call you back on Wednesday because they had free five minutes and there's another contact that you weren't expecting. Oh, there have but been if days. Not, if you're not doing it every single day, then you don't, that doesn't happen. There have been days where I have like two dials and and, and 10 contacts yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's not the, don't do that. <laughs> you still make the dials. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't be me. Um, but the, the point is that if you're new, use the 12%, maybe even use 10% because you are going to start by, well, you're going to start with your sphere and you might get some calls on that, but you might get some answers. I mean, with that, but if you just used that, let's say you start building a sphere in your first 30 to 60 days as a real estate agent. And then you're like listening to this podcast and you say, okay, well, my average dial to contact is 70%. Yeah, so now I'm going to make my plans my <laughs> plans around that. Well, you're going to see that you're not going to get the results you're looking for yeah. because you won't always be calling those people. You have to have, you have well, a that's diverse... That's we said in the beginning, you said throw average everything together, internet leads, open house leads. But when you said, when we were basing it just on sphere, it was one out of five. I was saying one out of five. Yeah. Right. But all of a sudden that number goes up tremendously in the number of calls you have to make when it's somebody who called on a sign or you got it from some list somewhere or it's an expired or something like that. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's, yeah. I, I will later, I'll, uh, when we take a break, I'll look up, um, I heard not too long ago, some different stats for more colder lead sources that are good to know because let's say you want to sit down and, you know, we talk about buckets like having buckets of three different top lead sources and really focusing on those three different sources. Well, so if you plan your day, let's say your top sources were um, SOI, Open House, and let's say FISBO. Okay, if those are your top three sources or the top three things you want to incorporate into your business, well, then you could sit down and say, okay, I've got three hours of lead gen time and I want to set one appointment. I'm, I have 300 people or 200 people in my sphere. I need to break that up over mm-hmm. a quarterly basis. So I'm going to call six of those today. And then that math might be wrong. I'm just throwing out numbers here. <laughs> I'm going to call six of those today. Now, I also have open houses that I want to focus on. So at the beginning of the week, I need to find two open houses so that I have open house leads to call. But once you start building those lists, though, okay, now I'm going to call my open house people. Yeah, the first week you do it, you've got two people to call. But by week 10, if you're doing consistent open houses every week, you know, we've been talking to those people. They're just not quite ready yet, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And let me call them again. Let me call these people again. They haven't answered. All of a sudden, you've got a, a bench of 100 names that you're calling through with your sphere right so then so then and so you call six sphere i call what did we say uh i needed to dial in we said 12 use 12 percent if you're just getting started right right? so and then i want to have 10 contacts so every day i need to dial 83 so maybe i dial 30 well, let's let's say 83 divided by 3 just to make it easy. So I'm going to dial 28 sphere people. I'm going to dial 28 open house leads. Because like you said, once you do open houses multiple weekends in yeah. a row, you'll have that many people in, in, in the si- system. In six months, you'll have hundreds of people in that system. And then the other one is FISBOs. So um, I'm going to dial 28 or 30 FISBOs. And then when the reason that you don't focus, though, your day on the dials, like it's good to know how many dials you probably need to make so you can like have a list of people that you can call. Yeah, you have to have the list because if you wake up in the morning and you don't have a list already, then what are you doing? You're using your lead gen time to create a list. Also, I'll say um, you can just like let's say you only have 10 people in your um, FISBO list. Well, you could call through those at 8.30 a.m. and then call through them again at 11.30. Right. Like, so you could make 20 dials with the same 10 people and you might actually reach somebody the second time through or or whatever. So you can call the same people. I think that's one thing I've seen um, a lot of new agents always, like they never want to call the same person again in the same day. And it's like, 
We Who call cares? It, we call it a double tap. Well, yeah, you do the double tap when call, a new lead and comes they in. Immediately call again <laughs> right after people have a. There's a. The, I forget what the percentage is. Is a much larger percent chance that they pick up. Yeah. On the second call. Yeah, I mean you've seen it before, like. A phone, a phone number rings and you're like, I don't know who that is. And you put your phone down and then it rings again. And you're like, who is that? <laughs> and you're like more, you're more likely to pick it up unless it says spam risk. Pat's best friend. My best friend, spam <laughs> risk. <laughs> Pat's best friend is spam risk. He calls risk. me three or four times a day. <laughs> you never answer. <laughs> um, so, okay. Where was I? I got off on a tangent. Calling um, two times a day. Right. So, so anyways, the point is, is like, it's just about. Knowing, generally knowing how many dials you need to make will help you better prepare. But the only thing that really matters is the contact. So when we say, what's the one thing? Why is it so simple? Is because it's just, again, based on my averages that I just did and the number of business working days that I'll be working next year, it's 10, 10 contacts a day. And then if you do that for a while and you're not getting results, it's one of two things. Let's say you make 10 contacts a day for three months and you didn't hit one appointment a week. Well, it might be a script problem, right? Maybe you're not asking the right questions. Maybe you're not asking questions at all, you know? So you can start to look for what areas of opportunity do I have for myself if I'm not hitting 10 contacts a day? Well, why? What's getting in the way? And that's usually the biggest thing, but We'll we'll put that to the side for a second. It's usually a time management thing and not having feeling like you don't have enough time. Prioritizing thing. Yeah. Not realizing what you should be prioritizing. That I mean, I don't know how many times we have because a lot of people don't listen to this podcast, so they don't know that how much we focus on the prioritization of lead generation, but is the most important thing, and everyone listening to this knows that. So you shouldn't have any issues, right? Because you're listening to this podcast and you know nothing else gets in the way. There is nothing in real estate that is so emergency that it can't wait until 11 o'clock in the morning. No phone calls back. Nobody needs to be, no one needs to see if that uh, house has gone pending. Nobody needs to, you don't have to send properties to anybody because you forgot or any of that. It can all wait until 11. You this know is the what? most important thing. The There's... I don't know if this is part of the bold curriculum, but I, I've heard this a couple times, so I feel like maybe it is. But they kind of ask you during that class, um, like if you, if it's your legion time is nine to noon and you get a call at 10 a.m. with somebody who wants to list a million dollar home mm-hmm. and they're like, but I need to list it today. Can you come over and meet with me right now? Would you go? No. <laughs> well, you're saying that because you I'm, know the answer. I'm saying no because anybody who wants to run, they're, you're setting a precedent of who these people well, are yes. and the way that this is going to work. You're you are the one who sets the precedent. And you need time to set of it how up. This works. Well, yes, exactly. It's a it's a quick conversation of, you know, this takes me hours to put this together for you, the the the, the correct way, and and there's scripts for this and stuff. But um, I don't just drop everything and run over there. That's not how this is going to work. I'm going to set. You have to stick to your time blocks. Otherwise, you're going to everything. It's the most important thing. Everything else gets thrown off well, because you're going to go drop everything, go to that. And they're going to go, yeah, this person said they do it for less money. So I'm going to go with them or whatever. And then what? You wasted your whole day. So, yes, all, all true. <laughs> and the in bold, though, they say, well, how would you even know about that? Right. How did you know? Because that means that you answered your phone. Right. Whatever. And then, of course, everybody's like, well, what? A, it's a lead. <laughs> this is Legion time. <laughs> so, but the point is that nothing is more important than that time yeah. to do the 10 contacts because it what- should be coveted. So, you should covet that time. That is like, that is the engine. That is the lifeblood. That is the gold. That is, that is everything about your business. That should be coveted and protected with all of your might and that time. The reality is is that that's very difficult. That's the part that's like, it's simple, not easy. Right. Um, I don't want to get into another whole thing. And if we're supposed to take a break soon, will you tell me? Yeah, we have to take a break. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's I take, sensed it. Let's, I sensed let's that it was bre- time. <laughs> let's take a break. 
The ThinkLit B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. ThinkLoop B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. Hi. Hola. Okay, I found some other numbers that I think are helpful. It kind of works the... <laughs> it's it's pretty much what we said, but it's just a little bit more specific. So, again, these are industry averages based on, you know, some research that somebody did um, <laughs> that, that I took notes on, and I'm not sure what it's from. Um, so... 12%, that 12% we were talking about of uh, dial to contact rate, um, that we have it in our spreadsheet as industry average. And then that way you're just kind of ballparking for the lowest cont- dial to contact ratio because wouldn't you rather plan for the worst? And then if you actually hit them all mm-hmm. in less time, that's great. Or you That means you can dial more or you have time to do other things, whatever. So on on these notes that I have, 12% contact was for cold leads. So that would be, you know, your for sale by owners, your expireds, things like that. That's going to take you more dials to have this the same number of conversations versus warm leads. Um, that's 20% contact rate. Warm leads would be things like, um, you know, a sign call, open houses, people that maybe inquired to you about real estate asking about a specific property, those are warm leads because they've already reached out to us or they've attended an open house. And, but, but we've not be like floor duty, right? If you have floor, floor duty might. Yeah. 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 Cause you met them in person. Um, I was going to say, I almost think that might be a hotter lead if they're like, if they're a serious buyer and they walk in the door and you meet them in person face to face and you're the only person there and you have a, they're not there to see a specific property. They're there to see an agent. That's probably more of a hot lead uh-huh. unless they're just curious. Right. Um, and then for hot leads, it's like 35% contact. So hot lead would be somebody that you've actually identified that they're moving. So maybe you've met them from one of those other warm lead sources, but you know that they are in fact serious. That's a 35%. That also is for past clients in Sphere. So now you can sort of see, okay, well, if I'm going to be calling, if my sources are Sphere, past clients, open houses, and FISBOs, well, now I can say, how many people do I need to dial to reach the number of contacts I want to make for my Sphere? How many? Because it's 35% conversion, mm-hmm. right? How many people do I need to dial from open houses? Let's call those your warm leads. That's 20% conversion on those. And then for your FISBOs, it's 12% conversion. You're going to need more time to call those because it's going to take more attempts to reach people. Correct. So then you can really just break down your time. The other thing I have in my notes from this, which I thought was really interesting, is I've never tracked this before, but the app they found in their study the average time on the phone was six minutes. So if you're trying to have, um, uh, what did I say, 10 conversations? Yeah, it's an hour. <laughs> right. It's not that much time to talk to 10 people. Yeah, it's an hour. So what do you do with the other two hours? Yeah. So if you can't, if you've got... But it's the dialing part. It's like right. have, making sure you have enough time to dial through. Because mm-hmm. again, if it's 12% for FISBOs and you want to you set an appointment from a FISBO every week, well, you probably need to talk to 20 FISBOs every week. So you right. need to talk to four, four for sale by owners, which look, means... Hold on, I'm getting okay. in the weeds on math here. I know you are. It's my least favorite thing. 30 minutes. That means that you need to dial 33 FISBOs mm-hmm. and you're going to spend... What did you say? 30 minutes? 30, 24, 30. 30 minutes right. talking to FISBOs, but how long will it take you to dial through 33 for sale by owners? And then keep the notes that you take. And then write down your notes. And I think the more important part is when are you preparing these lists? Because how will you have 33 FISBO phone numbers to dial? Well, you prepare the list in the last, after you're done with your calls. 
that's when you do it. Because if you don't do it when you're done with the calls, when are you going to do it? At the end of the day when you're exhausted or when the last minute, oh, hey, can we go see this house happens? You have to do it right after that. My whole thing is, is that if that's an hour and a half, mm-hmm. right, and you have three hours blocked out for lead gen, you should have plenty of time to make your list for the next day. And some of this stuff should be automated to a certain degree anyway. You could, Or you do it on the weekend where you set up the whole week or whatever it is that you're going to do. Um, even if you're out there doing it as an agent and you're like, I've got three buyers that I'm working with. I've got a listing appointment uh, in a few days. I've got a listing that's that's that I've got an open house at. And then I've got another listing that is a, uh, a that I'm, that is under contract. Even with all of those things, you should still very easily because like you've got buyers. It's like, what are you going to send them a couple houses? You're going to flip through MLS and send them some houses later in the day. Maybe have set up some showings or something like that. It's like between eight and 11. What are you doing? Like, what well, are you show? Are you are you on MLS showing, looking at properties? Are you are you calling that list the listing and and filling them in on the open houses this past weekend? Like, there's no reason you should never be so busy that you can't have an hour and a half in the morning. Can I tell you first something? Th- first thing to make the calls. The only reason you're not making those calls first thing in the morning is because you don't want to. Well, that's true. That's that's <laughs> what we're trying. To, but uh, but that's it. Like, stop making excuses that you're busy. It's not about being busy. You don't want to do it. Well, for the most part, that's true. And I what the other I wish that I had a separate phone for lead generation other than my cell phone. Yeah, because it is distracting when you go to sit down to do any activity, like mm-hmm. even if we're not talking about lead generation, any activity that involves you using your phone to do the activity, well, you're going to get uh, get text messages from people. Like I got one yesterday, just as an example, and a text message from um, somebody who's selling their house and they're also looking to potentially buy. And, you know, she sent me an, a text message with a community that she likes and was like, is there anything for sale in here? I didn't respond to her right then because I have worked on having discipline and still am working on having the discipline to say that can wait. Mm. But you know how they say in the one thing that um, every time you get distracted, you lose like 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, how many text messages or Slack messages or things that came up? Somebody walked by me yesterday in the office and started talking to me. That was Mm. me. (laughs) It wasn't. You did it too. Um. (laughs) I'm not sure. I I haven't looked into this, but if you have an iPhone, there's a setting on it called Do Not Disturb, where none of your text messages come through. I have Um, Do Not Disturb on. It's on (laughs) 24-7. I have Do Not Disturb on. It's for my Ring Central app Mm. that I don't have Do Not Disturb on because, and I know we talked about this with Bold earlier, but I'm, I'm giving you guys like, I like... I like this dynamic because you guys both have different perspectives on things and you know what the shoulda, woulda, coulda done. Mm. And I know what's reality because I'm in it every day. <laughs> that um, Sounds like a lot of excuses. Just mm-hmm. listen to me. Um, sounds like a lot of excuses. I'm telling you what's real. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make an excuse for not having... Look, contacts you, or whatever. I'm, I'm just telling saying, you what really happens mm-hmm. and what gets in our way. Sure. What, what gets you, in your well, way? You, well, you say, you say, um, you know, the, the text message comes through on my phone and that gets in my way in 15 minutes and all of that stuff. And my solution to that would be, well, most agents are going into the office, make the calls from the office, make the calls from the office phones. Don't, don't use your cell phone. Leave your cell phone in your cubicle or in your office or in your car and then go make the calls. Yeah, I, we we actually only have, I, you can call this an excuse all you want, but I'm just telling you, we only have one office phone now. We have one office phone. Yeah. Um, well, if you. Most people don't have office phones is all I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean. The, it's 2022, Pat. I, no, I get that. I do. I, 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 and then, and, and outside of turning off your, your phone. And and turning off Slack or whatever it is, it's like that's just something that's part of 
of overcoming it. You know what I mean? That's, 100%. And it's all, but that's my point you, is that it's always, you're always a work in progress trying to figure out the best practices for yourself. For you in particular, like everybody has their issues, whatever those issues are. Maybe it's not that, maybe it's, maybe it's not the calls. Maybe it's the people in the office that, so every week we, you know, the, we talk about t- the TV shows we're watching or, or whatever. And, or there's some talker in your particular, on your team that, that always wants to suck the time out out of things and stuff. It's like, well, then you know, be a grown up and 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 avoid those people during that time. Well, that's... or put a sign on the door or whatever it happens to be. It's like this is your business. Treat it like one. That is part of um, what they talk about in. I think it's in the MRA. Who knows? But Gary Keller talks about it a lot. Is like creating a bunker for your most important thing, whatever that is. So yeah. for us, we said like, what is it? It's, it's not just legion. It's making contacts. Right, it's you making have to contacts. have the conversations are the only thing that matters every single day when like I go I to said, work. Covet it. And so it. you have to find a place that works for you that, that you can get that work done and then figure out how much time it really takes and manage your schedule because guess what? It might take more than three hours sometimes. And so I think that's something worth looking at and saying, okay, well, you know, I know that the typical real estate agent schedule is nine to noon and yet I'm not only getting to seven contacts during that time frame. So maybe I need to start at eight 30. Um, or maybe I need to have a second time block for Legion until I can consistently hit those numbers so that I can get the results I'm looking for. That's worth looking into, but it's, it, you have to create the environment that works. And sometimes it, that changes too. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what, what worked before something could change, you know, yesterday I went into the office and I was like, Oh, it's nice and quiet down here. Cause we, we have office space and Kayla's up there. And I used to sit in there. We had our little. When it was you and I, we we had our little um dynamic. What did I? What was that called? Those little walls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Your little squirrel box. And we we sat behind these little walls so nobody could see us. So you couldn't I, really tell if we were in there. I still have those. <laughs> and um, I filled them with insulation. Yeah, so that it was it was like a cubicle, but we we actually built. Well, Pat built them. I didn't have anything but to we do that. Cubicles inside an office. Inside our office. And then beyond that was a table where somebody else could work and shelving and all that. So we had a little bit of privacy and space between, say, another salesperson um, who had a million questions. <laughs> and um, so we made an environment that worked at that time. Right. And then, well, then COVID happened and then it was like, whatever. But more people get hired. But more people get hired. And now there's three people in our office at desks working and I find that I can't be in there because I'm the person who starts talking (laughs) and I'm not even you start listening in I listen in and then I want to be involved in those (laughs) conversations and I'm not even like a talkative person per se but when it's something that I care about I'll get involved in it um so anyways I have to go now seek out other space right I have to figure out what's going to work for me because I can no longer sit in that space and get things done. So it's constantly changing. And it's not just you. Austin did the same thing. Yeah. Well, Austin, yeah, our somebody that we know. Well. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh but yeah, team members, it's like not everybody has their own designated office or cubicle in, 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 in any office. Name, that's the first time his name's been dropped. Uh-huh. On the, we've mentioned Julie before uh-huh. by name. and Shout out to Austin. Hey, Austin. <laughs> well, he, he used to sit with just him and I. Yeah. But then as more people came in, right. he needed to, then he went to the cubicle. Now he's downstairs himself yeah. because he needs that quiet space. Yeah. Well, and, and you have to know that about yourself. Like, am I the type of person that can get more stuff accomplished because there's energy and noise around mm-hmm. me or am I the type of person yeah. that needs like fact, complete silence? We talk. We might have mentioned this before. There's whole teams that are set up like that. The Think Live B team is a quiet team <laughs> where everyone kind of goes off in their own little Keep it thing to yourself. Because, well, you, you're, if you're listening to this, which you are, obviously, um, you can tell by what how important this lead gen and making calls is so that's the way it's treated as everyone kind of covets that and and stuff but on some teams i've seen i've i've looked at recruitment 
out videos and stuff of 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 teams around the country recruiting and some of them they have a giant cattle bell in there that every time somebody sets an appointment the bell rings and everybody yells woo and stuff and the people are are bumping chests and running around and high-fiving each other that works for people that does work you yeah. know it depends on what kind of a team you want to be on and what kind of an office you want to be in well and i think that there's some people feed off of that stuff i think there's like um that there's it is okay to be around energy but for me that's distracting so like as soon as i what i i started to say and i got off on a tangent yesterday i went into the office and i go downstairs to a quiet little corner and literally i sat down and went to make my first phone call and there's a space right next to it that's sort of a lounge area that um the that stagers have staged furniture in and literally i start to make the first phone call and the staging company is coming in to change out the furniture <laughs> and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> and that's fine the car they're making some stuff they're moving some stuff around but they're not just moving some stuff around i'm trying to talk to somebody and this guy's going yeah move that over here yeah we're taking that with us (laughs) that to me is distracting i can't even hear what the other person's saying anymore so i i picked up and i take my headphones and i go walk around outside and then that works for me too i like to pace around while i'm on the phone um, but it's a million degrees outside. <laughs> so so then I walk around for a bit, then I've got to come back and sit back down. Point being, it's not a perfect system. There, I don't know of any single real estate team that has office and desk space for every single person that works with them. First of all, th- that wouldn't even make financial sense. Um, secondly, you're, you do go out on appointments. So you just have to find that little corner. If that's your thing, you just have to find that little quiet corner that's going to work for you, that you can sit down and be consistent with things and then use the math to figure out how many dials do I need to make and who are those dials going to be to. And then if you get to 11, 1130, 12 o'clock and you haven't hit your 10 or whatever your number is, that's your most important work then when else can you pick back up later in the day and finish? And who else can you call later in the day? And tr- and try to always end your day by making sure that that last person has been contacted. And it's, again, it's not easy. It's simple, though. I love um, Ben Kenny, and I've probably said this before on this podcast, but Ben Kenny is a big agent, uh, um, owns a big company called Place. He wouldn't call himself an agent. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not really anymore, but um, I'm sure he's still a licensed agent, though. <laughs> um, he uh, has told the story that when he used to make lead generation calls, he carried around pennies in his pocket and he just had like the number of pennies of people he wanted to talk to and he would move one over to the other pocket throughout the day. So it didn't matter where he was or what he was doing as long as that one pocket was empty and the other one was full. Mm-hmm. And it's such a simple uh, method for making sure that you did what you were supposed to do. Like, so regardless of if I'm out on appointments all day, as long as these pennies made it into this other pocket, I did my most important work. Um, and it's just such a simple little thing. So if you can figure out some simple method for, look, that yeah, one works. You want to know, a, a, take that penny thing and um, put a, instead of putting eight pennies in your pocket put eight fifties or eight one hundreds in your pocket (laughs) and if there's anything left over in that right pocket um you have to give it to (laughs) some give it away that's a good idea like that then we'll see if you make those calls or not that's a pretty good idea pat just don't get mugged (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah walking around people seeing you shift hundreds (laughs) in one pocket to the other all day (laughs) if you're if you're doing that every day it won't matter because you'll have enough appointments and enough sales that losing a couple hundred bucks won't it's true big big deal that's true (laughs) so anyways uh business planning is i I really love it i love the math part of it and every year you do the numbers and it's like is that it really like if i just did this one thing consistently and then the day starts and you're like but it's so hard (laughs) (laughs) anyways why don't you I think that it would be a great exercise for anyone listening to this like go download the economic model I'm pretty sure it's available on Keller Inc download the economic model put in your numbers 
and then take it one step further at the top when it says that you need to set five appointments, divide that by 0.025. That's how many conversations you need to have to set an appointment or that many appointments. And then how will you, who will you be talking to? Yeah. And it might be, it's, it's only going to get easier because when you, if, if we're, we're saying these are the point, if you, if you, if you focus on this and you covet it the way that you're, you should, when you're doing that open house on Saturday, now you're realizing why it's so important to get everyone to sign in and get their information. Yeah. Because you have to call them this week because you have to make those number of calls in order to set that number of appointments. Yeah. Right. So it's like all I say it every single week. All of this stuff is interconnected. Everything is connected. Right. So it's like, why is it so important to make that sphere right at the beginning of your career of 200 people? Why is that so? Why is that? Why is it so important to create a VIP group and to and to stay in touch with your past clients? The, the, all of this to, so that you have the people to call or you could, you know, uh, 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 when you, well, I'm sorry, when you don't do those things, what do, what do agents do? They call, they're like, well, maybe I can just spend a bunch of money and buy these leads from this company. Well, look, right? you can, which you, can, which do you that. can do, but we're saying your percentages of contacting people through your sphere is much higher so there's less people to call well let me or past clients it's less people to call let me tell you the idea is that this is time management you should be calling the bare minimum number of people to make the contacts not you get that list from some internet company who says oh yeah you've got our zip code you this will be just people in your zip code and all of that kind of stuff you have you're gonna have to call three four five six times the number of people to make the contacts well let me just tell just if you're thinking about buying leads, you just need to understand that they're expensive. And so even if you bought like, let's say you spent um, uh, $300 a month, you probably are going to get about four leads per month. So that's four people to call. And then remember, those would be warm leads, right? They're inquiring about a specific property. So right. maybe you'd get a 20% right. conversion on those people so over 20, time. What's 20% of four? Well, and that's just to contact. <laughs> right. That's right. Right? So you can dial them every day, though. Remember, you can dial them multiple times per day. But every day, that list of four, you have a 20% chance of reaching. So you call one. once and leave a message and then move on with your day. If that's what your plan is to for these le- magical leads that you're going to buy, you might as well not even do it. Yeah. You, right? It's like you have, you're going to have to call them every well, single day because it's the only ones that are coming in. Well, right. So every, and every month, you'd get like four. Right. So think about you've got to just think about these numbers. It's like, yes, you could go pay for those leads, but you need a lot more than four Mm -hmm. based on the math to actually get something going with that. Mm -hmm. So that can't be like it's never a miracle pill. Right. Like it's just part of a lead generation plan Four, and you go for 10 months. That's 40. Right. right. So you're calling consistently 40. So it's going to take you of paying $300 a month for leads two years before you've got enough in the pipeline of where you're, you're pulling, you're pulling, uh, these leads are turning into anything, right? Cause sometimes these internet leads, it's like people are way far out. It's like, Oh yeah, we're thinking about maybe moving to that area, you know, next year sometime. Okay. Well, so you've got a lead, but they're not going to close maybe for a year and a half if they don't find another realtor in the meantime. You know what I mean? Even if you're consistent with it and stuff. So well, that is something important to know with with leads online is that it used to be that people would look online for real estate like six to 12 months before they were going to buy something. Now it's like 18 to 24 months and it might even be longer. That, that right. stat was like six or seven months old. So just... You, you, when you start a new lead generation plan and you say, okay, I'm going to add these people in. Now you know how to work this math to say like, okay, so yes, if I get four leads, my dial to contact ratio is 20%. Mm-hmm. My conversion on those might be 5%. Once I've talked right. to them. 
And let's say you talk to them. But you, they're 18 to 24 months. So right. that's and over said, yeah, we're 18, two years. Yeah, we're, we're, we're looking for about maybe next year sometime is what they say to you. Now what? You're going to call them again tomorrow? Of course not. Right? So they're off the list. So now we're down to three. Right? Somebody picked, one of them picked up the phone and said, how'd you get this number? Stop calling me. And they hang up. You're going to call them again tomorrow? Probably not. You should, but you probably won't. Um, so now you're down to two and they've never answered. Well, right? but that's, that's, so, I mean, that's the point of this conversation yeah. is. So you have to, it takes, it takes years of collecting those four to have enough to where you're actually going to get anything out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Focus on your sphere. Well, that's always, you is said, that what we say at the end yeah, of every episode? It should be, it, well, it should be a t-shirt. I, I literally yesterday was just like, I'm just going to start calling. So yeah. I had you send me a list of something. Um. I'm just going to, I I call people anyways, but I was like, I'm going to actually start calling people early before Thanksgiving. And I, so I, this was the script I used. I called and I just said, hey, I'm just getting a little bit ahead of Thanksgiving and showing some gratitude and saying, thank you for referring me business this year. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you thinking of us, blah, blah, blah. If I left a message, that's just what I said, just as a touch, because they're on my list to call quarterly anyway. So this is just an extra call. Um, and then if I talk to them, same same script, but then I would get into a conversation and say, mm-hmm. hey, who you got? No, <laughs> who you got the ones by yourself? Um, but anyways, just those are the people that if you just pour into them yeah. and make sure that you are doing that consistently, that will pay off, like you see, 35% dial to contact. I, I have to make less attempts to talk to those people mm-hmm. and my conversion on those should be anywhere from 10 to 16% mm-hmm. versus two and a half. So for every for an internet know, lead. I forget, we, uh, I think we might have said this before. I forget what the interaction rate is of a normal everyday person who they interact, how many people they interact with a day. Mm-hmm. So remember that sphere isn't, well, you know, my old roommate, Mark, he, uh, he doesn't have any money. So I'm not going to call him because I know he's, you know, whatever. It's not Mark. It's who Mark knows. Yep. Right. And you have to, call Mark so many times that when he hears the word real estate, he interrupts the conversation and says, I know somebody. The only way he's going to interrupt a conversation is if you talk to him all the time, regardless of if he has any money. Because you're not going after Mark. You're going after the people Mark knows. Mm-hmm. Right? The most important thing. Also, don't make assumptions. Mark's parents could have some That's money. That's true, too. <laughs> you never know. You really don't. Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. Question from the web. All right, so here we go. (laughs) I've been doing this for six months, and I had one solid client that I showed a house to, and he decided not to move because of the interest rates. All my leads blame the market. I haven't really met anyone that's ready to move. I've done multiple open houses, mailers, reached out to my sphere, Google ads, etc. Should I just park my license? Yes. <laughs> just kidding. He was like, get out. <laughs> what is your response to their blame of the market, ma'am or sir? Well, I, okay. Hmm. Again, I, I like to have a... Wait. What? Nothing. What? No. Uh, no. I was. Go- I was. I'm was gonna pick this apart a little bit, but go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say two things. One is about pushing through that, and the other is, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> um. So the first thing. Well, let me start with the hard part. Yes, it is difficult. We are in a shifting market. People who could afford things two months ago, two weeks ago can't afford the same thing anymore. Yesterday, and this is not evergreen, but yesterday the rates were the highest they've been in years. And people also like, you have to understand their perspective that their parents, their friends, they're all in payments that are less than their rent. And yet they're about to buy a house that's actually like $500 more than their rent. So, and not all cases, that's just an example point is though it's hard for them to wrap their head around and I think if you really think inward you can you can empathize with that situation and so all you can do though is go back to motivation 
and see like how serious are they about owning a home? Why were they looking for a house in the first place? And just determine if that's a serious need. And then as far as like, should you just park your license? You have to look inward on that and decide. Because again, it's not easy. It's hard. There are days where you will want to quit. I If I quit every time things got difficult. I would have quit a long time ago. I would have quit a long time ago. Well, look, this says this starts off by saying I've been doing this for six months. Okay. Real estate is one of the only careers that's an actual career. It's not a job. It's a career where you can make unlimited amounts of money, have zero college education, right? There's nothing you have to do except take a test, which is an easy test in order to have your license. So look at this as your education and Look at the first few years of doing real estate as you paying your dues and being in the trenches. Six months and you've done multiple open houses and mailers and Google ads. I also, well, we just had a conversation during this episode about bought leads, which you could say are basically mailers and even though they're not, the, the, it's your, the number of 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 leads that you're going to get from putting out mailers is even lower than what the bought ads are. Six months isn't enough time, right? We just said you're going to get four from bought leads a month. It's going to take you years to build that up in anything. Mailers, you've been, put some, oh, I bought a set of postcards. I'm going to put them out and wait for the phone to ring. That shit doesn't work once. Well, once. It takes it takes years of doing it consistently to build that up, right? So forget about the mailers and the Google ads, okay? You don't probably don't have the funds to be able to keep that up to such a degree that that you're going to be put or the experience and scripts to set those appointments. Focus on, what am I going to say? Your <laughs> sphere. Can I just say, uh, Google, Google ads, um, if you aren't a Google ad expert or have a budget set aside for doing Google ads that mm. compete with can compete with what else is being posted right in the Google ad section, like from Zillow right. and Realtor.com. Or just the big brokerages in the area, the the big team who has been doing Google ads for years and years and years. You're not as a single agent gonna come in and say, I'm gonna guess I'll put fifty dollars towards this. Right. It's, it's like, not it's not that is not a good place to start as a new agent. And somebody should have told you that. Now there well, this isn't a Google ad session. <laughs> but I'm not saying that you can't do Google ads ever. There are successful teams that do. And they have a budget set aside and they track their results and they know like they know how many it takes and how long it takes for those to turn into something and for a new agent to go in and start spending money there. Like I wish somebody would have told you not to do that. Yeah. And and it says I've done multiple open houses. Okay. Well, it's you've been in the business six months. Are you doing open houses? I'm assuming they're not like they're, they're getting them from other agents and doing open houses there. Are you, do you have a sign in sheet? Are you getting all of their information? Are you calling all of those people consistently every single day? Or are you waiting for somebody to say, yeah, we, or do you walk in and go, do you have an agent? And then they go, yeah, we have an agent. And then you move on because you asked a closed question. You have to, there, all of this stuff is so interconnected. He's learned so much. It's all so interconnected. It's like you have to, you I, know I just, what I mean? Hold like, on. Let me just say one more thing and then yeah. we'll wrap this up. Okay. So based on your question... Um, you have to ask yourself, how much do you want this? And are you committed to outlining a plan of action to get more than one person in your pipeline? Because if I can see why you'd want to quit if after six months there was only one person and they're talking about not buying because the interest rates are too high. Right. If you have more time available and the and your own finances allow you to keep trying, then you need to create a plan of how you're going to get sales to have a living. And it should be around sphere. It should be around open houses. Those are those are super easy ones. But you need to have more specific outline of things because if you've done multiple, I would ask first of all, how many is multiple? Are you doing two a week? Because that's what you should be doing if, if you're you only do, six months in. If you do two a week, 
and you're getting all the contact information, eventually that will start to show up, but it's got to be consistent and you've got to be doing follow-up. And, and that's say- the biggest thing I see with people. I'm yeah. actually teaching a class on follow-up today. Um, the biggest thing I see with, with new agents. And I remember having a conversation with a guy that like our team leader asked if I could talk with him. And I was like, sure, why not? Um, and he said that he had been doing open houses and just not seeing success. And I was like, how many open houses? And it was like three or four. Right. And then I was like, oh, okay. Um, and we, what do we and, say? Everything, it takes three months to see the results of what you're doing today. And then I, and then right? I, and then I was like, okay, so what, what have you done to follow up? Nothing. Right. Nothing. That means if they didn't come in and say, will you be our agent and show us houses? You just moved on with your day which is not how you do open houses. But that's what that particular conversation was so eye-opening. This was quite a few years ago. It was so eye-opening as to what new agents, what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of brokerages don't have the right training or support. So you just are out there like you know you're supposed to do an open house. So you go and you sit in it, but you don't know what else to do with it. Right. And then because of that, it doesn't have results. Mm-hmm. Or you... <laughs> well, it's like buying Photoshop. You buy Photoshop. Well, look at all these beautiful things people are doing with Photoshop. They do all these amazing things, right? You buy Photoshop and you're like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. There's no button that says fix this and stuff. It's like you don't know because it takes years to learn how all of the different aspects of Photoshop are interconnected to be able to build what you want to build out of it. You don't just get to walk in and just do it. It's like if this job, real estate is hard. Everything is interconnected. Treat you've been in the business six months, you've got to treat it like college. You got to treat it it's like a four-year degree. It's going to take time and effort and energy and studying and doing things over and over and over again to get good at it, to figure out what those interconnections are, to get better at everything. Can I tell you something? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's not actually telling you, but I don't, I can't say for sure how many open houses I did when I first got into real estate, like the first probably like five or six years. I don't know that I could calculate that. All I know is that I, every weekend, I feel like I was at an open house Mm -hmm. every weekend. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even, um, like so planned out, like I said, create a plan. It wasn't even so planned out at that time. It was just, I was, I was just there every single weekend. Like that was, that's what I was told the job was, is go out, call your sphere, go do open houses. And so if I wasn't showing homes, I was in an open house and I got a lot of sales. And then those people became past clients. Mm -hmm. And I still work with people today that came from open houses years ago. Some of my top clients walked into an open house. I can think of one person that's done five different deals. They walked into an open house one day. That's how I met them. Yeah. And did I get them on that first meeting? No. <laughs> they didn't walk in and say, you look nice enough. I like the cut of your jib. Can we go out what? and look at houses? <laughs> you haven't heard, you never heard that before? No. <laughs> so I, I, that's just the biggest misconception about our business is that it's, it's this easy thing. People will just show up and they'll do it. It's not easy. It's simple. If you consistently do it and you consistently talk to people every single day about real estate, ask for business, look for referrals, the results will show up. But it does take time. Yeah. It's simple, but it's not easy. Right. Small win. Kayla, you got a small win this week? She's got a grin on her face. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, so I create, I didn't create, I don't create formulas. I put them together. I figure them out. So I figured out a new formula to determine a certain, um, average between, um, between specific dates throughout the year out of one big data sheet. Wait, nope. Back up. (laughs) Nerd. Explain, explain, explain what it is that you did. So don't be so vague. I know we, we log all of our closings. We log, um, how much the list of sales price was. We log how much credit we got, how much savings we did to the buyers. And I created an overlook board, um, so that you can determine in quarter one, this is how much credits we saved um, oh, buyers for, for our clients. For, for our clients, yeah. So each quarter is separated out for. So like, at, at the end of the year, you could say we saved our clients this much money. Yeah, which I could, I could have, but and you could do it by hand. But you've created a formula that kind of you just plug everything in, and it does all of yeah. that stuff. 
yes. for you. Yeah. So and it's separated about quarter so that we can do our quarterly recaps of mm-hmm. what our team did this recent quarter. Oh, is that the email that you sent me? Yeah. Okay, I haven't yeah. looked at it yet. Um, I thought you were going to say something about football. football. No, it was. We're not talking about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> if bad. she doesn't bring it up, we know who. who right. <laughs> if it's not about football, then they <laughs> lost. Got it. Um, I'll go. My small win was just spending some fun time with Patrick Fatico over there that for fun times. His uh, his birthday was this past weekend, and so we went and um, just walked around and had some fun, just a relaxing day. Ate some French fries for lunch. Yeah, which is always good. Just a big old thing of French fries. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Different <laughs> dipping sauces. That's kind of that's kind of my small win too. Nice. My sister sent me a giant box of retro candy from the nineteen. 19- <laughs> 70s, which was the decade I was born in, <laughs> so we've been eating fun candy uh, for the for the whole week. And what um, you've been eating that candy? You have too. I've seen all the empty wrappers. No. In the thing. Yes, <laughs> I've only had I've like seen, two. I pieces. threw away a, I threw away like ten wrappers. No, that that's false. Through. That is not false. That is absolutely true. <laughs> hey guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us. You can send your questions from the web to onseekingthebest at gmail.com. All info is in the show notes, including how to send us a voicemail. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production.